Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm Shelby. We are two sisters with a passion for finding a healthier way of living for us and our families. Follow along for simple tips and guidance on how to reframe wellness in your life, one small change at a time. Hi, and welcome back to the Reframed Wellness Podcast. We hope everyone had a great week and a wonderful Valentine's Day. Did you and TJ celebrate? Do you um, We're not. So our anniversary is on March 2nd. Oh, so yeah. we we kind of focus it more on that. But usually we'll do something litter, little. And this year we just didn't because it's been so busy. But we're also going out of town this weekend. So we're yeah. like. We can kind of just make up for it while we're out of town. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good point. And you won't have your other two kids, so it'll <laughs> just be <laughs> the baby and you two. Lots of alone time, kind of. <laughs> alone time with a newborn. Yeah, I know. We're not huge on Valentine's Day. We usually will just do something like a dinner at home with our kids, which we did. And, you know, set up a cute little dinner table with little Valentines and whatnot, but. Yeah, it was fun. So let's jump right into this week's topic, which is um, the importance of getting outside and just vitamin D and all that goes into being in the outdoors and why it's good for us. Um, So yeah, let's, let's start with why we need to get outside and why it's important. Okay, yeah. So we get a lot of benefits from being outside, but I kind of put it into three different categories. Um, which we'll talk about more today. So like you already touched on, the first one is vitamin D. So that's a great source of vitamin D that we get. And a big big chunk of our vitamin D comes from exposure to the sun, but then also getting good air. And the last one would be grounding ourselves and being out in nature. Yeah. And honestly, as I was thinking about this episode and just how important it is to get outside, it's something that I've really tried to change a lot with me and my family just over the last year, Um, even in the winter times, because I know that can be hard, but just realizing how important it is. Um, And if you think about it, I mean, it's just our lifestyles nowadays, we don't get outside as much. Uh, You know, you wake up in your synthetic sheets that are dyed with synthetic dyes and we go put all these products on us and then you go, you know, hopefully some of these things have changed for you, but then, you know, you may or may not eat a nutritious breakfast. Some people don't even get breakfast and then you're jumping in your car that's run on gasoline and you go to work in your cubicle. I mean, this was kind of my morning, you know, all doing all of these things. And then you go sit at a desk for eight, nine hours and you're exposed to the blue light from your computer. You know, it just, and then I'd go pick up my kids and then I got to get home or we got to do this. And sometimes you're out with sports and things, but for the most part, I would say I was inside 95% of the time, you know, unless we had a very specific reason, like a sporting event or it's not like we came home and went for walks or did other things. I think our life was just too busy with, with that. And that's something that I've tried really hard to change is in the morning, go outside as I'm drinking, like my, I love a morning hot drink. Um, and so I will go outside and just like stand in the grass and stare at the sun, you know, and sometimes it's really cold. Like I try, I actually tried to do it for a few minutes this morning while I let my dog out and the ground was so cold. I maybe <laughs> lasted like 30 seconds, but I'm like, Oh, this is my 
my version of a cold plunge today <laughs> was standing in the frosty grass. Um, but even just those few minutes or not even minutes, a few seconds outside this morning, I felt so much more energized, you know, and doing that versus jumping up and looking at your phone first thing in the morning, you're going to make night and day difference for how the rest of your day goes. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and okay. So the lifestyle that you talked about is so common for most of us. I know I've yeah. lived it too so and I still fall into it someday you know, I know you, yeah I totally um fall into it too um but again something I've been trying to be intentional about but the reason why one of the reasons that's so important is because it that kind of lifestyle creates what's called a dysregulated nervous system mm. um where again we're just kind of filled with a lot of unnatural things i'd say yeah as far as like like you talked about like we're we have sleeping on synthetic sheets and then you know we're inside where that's not natural to what our body really needs Mm -hmm. um and then like you talked about so we have a lot of the blue light that we're looking at all day which if you think about it so blue light is a different form of light than sunlight and it's not a natural form of light for our bodies um and then also uh, the EMFs yes, that were constantly around, which that is a constant stressor on our bodies. Um, and if you're not familiar with EMFs, that's basically, so it's a frequency interference that we get from things like your cell phones, your laptops, your devices, right? Um, Bluetooth, yeah. all those things. Um, so that's a constant stress on our bodies. And grounding like you talked about so grounding again is is being in contact with the earth yeah so basically going barefoot on the grass or you know take anything that's natural to the earth so that would be things like grass dirt sand um water things like that where it's natural so it's it's getting in direct contact so when we're barefoot on the grass that's a form of grounding um and that actually helps counter that stress that our body feels from the blue light from the the emfs um and and it helps regulate again along with the the sunlight regulate our nervous system yeah um and again one thing that we see because you might be asking okay well you know what what does a dysregulated nervous system mean that's where our our essential nervous system which controls you know it goes all through our spine and goes to all of our organs if that's dysregulated then that's when we can have dysfunction in our um how our bodies feel but even how our 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 body functions yeah um and then what you usually see with a dysregulated nervous system is anxiety depression like heightened overstimulation yes yes So I actually, when I got my last hair scan, in fact, I need to do another one. I try to do one every year just to like see where I'm at, make sure I'm, you know, if there's anything I need to tweak with what I'm doing. Um, And the last one I got, my EMS were really high. And that was the first time they had been high for me. Well, I mean, I'm sure they had been high, but that was like my main thing on the hair scan. And I had been having, and the reason why I went and got it is because I had been having the worst brain fog. And 
so seeing that the EMS were super high, you know, I did a few things to combat that. Grounding was a big one that I started adding in. I did get a few blue shield like EMF. They don't block EMFs and there's a lot of, um, I feel like that's something that is still very understudied and not, yeah. not a lot is known about it. And so there are a lot of these companies popping up like, oh, we can block all the EMFs and we can do this. And pretty much from the research I did, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, but um, a, a lot of people believe that you can't necessarily block the EMFs. But what Blue Shield's technology is, is they try to change the wavelength of the EMFs mm -hmm. so that by the time it reaches your body, it is a wavelength that is more compatible with our bodies. Yeah. Because our bodies take energy, right? And like give it out. And so those wavelengths from the EMFs are that's one of the reasons it messes with everything is because it's not a wavelength our body recognizes anyways don't know that how Have you far seen advanced the salt video on instagram oh no where it shows how salt can basically move to the different frequencies oh yes i have we'll have to share this oh it's really I cool find it but that's essentially the same through our bodies because yes. if you think about it we're all created of atoms right and that's uh -huh. Literally, what the salt is doing is it, it can like it it can jump, it's almost like it's dancing. Yes, it's, so it's dancing to the frequencies, but our bodies feel the same thing. We just can't see it. Yeah, and so, but yeah, it's the same when we have there's good frequencies, and again, the frequency from the from grounding there's frequencies from the earth, mm -hmm. and I always and it this. energizes you. You feel that like that. <laughs> energy from it i always use the analogy and especially people are men who are listening will probably get this um but even others like who just understand how a car battery works so anyone like a mechanic knows or like anyone who works with car batteries will know you cannot put a car battery on the grass and the reason why is because if you do it will it will be dead. Oh. And the reason why is because the car battery has its own energy, right? But when it's put on the grass, it will it will die because that energy is being replaced with the frequency or the energy from the earth. And um, so it's not and compatible it's not with compatible. the battery. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. And so I like to use that analogy because we are compatible with the earth yeah. and it's the opposite when we're using these other frequencies that we get from um the emfs you know phones and things that are technology natural yeah that it could it can drain us yeah essentially kind of like that that car battery or in other words like we can feel different symptoms you know it it definitely affects our mood mm -hmm. our hormones other things like that but by grounding it helps replace that negative energy yeah with the good energy that our bodies do need and thrive off of yeah yeah um so that's really why like grounding is so powerful it seems so simple and a lot of people are like i think like sometimes the simplest things are the things that people like don't think are gonna help like to write off because it's yeah. almost like oh that's too simple to be true but it's so powerful. It's the exact opposite. If you think about, I mean, what our ancestors did, they were hunters, they were gatherers, they were herbalists, they were, I mean, they were constantly working in nature. And I mean, I don't know, obviously the studies off the top of my hand, but we know that anxiety, depression, 
autoimmune diseases, all these things have skyrocketed since technology, since mm-hmm. just the loss of herbalism. And, and, and I think it's making a big comeback, but um, I mean, it's crazy. These things have been around since the beginning of time. This isn't new. This isn't, if anything, it's like, this is ancient knowledge that we just forgot when pharmaceutical companies came to be. And so it's, you know, trying to write it off and say, oh, it, it, it doesn't work. Well, that's just, that's crazy to me because it's like, yeah, this has worked for, <laughs> for as long as humans have been on the earth. I mean, it's just, we were meant to be in nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So um, this one, I feel like will be a really good thing to talk about because in Utah, we, mm-hmm. here in Utah, we get a lot of, um, that yes i was gonna call it smog because it just looks like (laughs) smog and that's what i refer to as inversion from you know all of the pollutants and then we'll go you know weeks without a storm that doesn't push the inversion through and we live in a valley and so it's like you know it it all just sits in the valley and the inversion is so bad so uh, you know there's i know you can jump online and see what the air quality is for the day but is a lot of people feel like it's worse to go outside versus staying inside because of the bad air quality. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. So yes, while outside can, there can be times where the air quality is bad. What I will say that even at its worst, our homes are often more, filled with more toxins and pollutants inside the home than outside. Um, And so that's one thing that I think just our mindsets need to change about because I totally get it. It's like you think, oh, the infrastructure is so bad outside, like, so I'll just stay inside. But then yet we're, we're surrounded by way more and it's actually worse on our bodies. Yeah. Um, And so. Well, and the. AC units that we have in our homes now, they're great at, you know, pushing the air out, but it really doesn't circulate as well. Our unless, homes are more insulated too. Yes. Yeah. So unless you're, you know, opening the doors every day and opening windows, which a lot of people don't do in the winter. And we talked about this in a previous episode, how that actually creates more sickness mm-hmm. because you're, the air in your home is not circulating. It's not as humid either. Um, so even just opening the doors and windows for, a few hours every day could make a big difference too. Huge. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, like you said, it's just one of those things that we see a lot more sickness going on in winter and we've been led to believe that, oh, it's because it's cold. Mm -hmm. It is not because it's cold, but that is one of the reasons is because we're not getting outside as much. We're not going, you know, it's a lot harder. We have to kind (laughs) of push ourselves to go outside in the cold. Um. And, and that's one of the reasons is we yeah. get sick is because we're not getting that, that air outside and that the air is a lot better outside and needed for us. And so yeah. we get a lot of good benefits from breathing in that air and, yeah and like you said, opening those doors, letting the air circulate through our homes. So again, it's harder in the winter, but I mean, Still important to it's do. so important yeah. for our health. And so if you notice, okay, we're getting sick all the time. That's one thing that you can do, especially in the winter. You're, I hear that a lot. Like, oh, we've just been sick all winter. 
look at are you guys taking time to go outside even though it's cold yeah and are you opening the doors opening some windows at least regularly another thing i'll add (laughs) is like oftentimes with christmas are a lot of people put these synthetic christmas trees but those actually bring in a lot of toxins too i have one (laughs) yeah (laughs) instead of the real ones instead of the real ones and that's another thing that it can make your sickness worse is having ah. that. Um, Looks like we're getting a real tree this year. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. When we grew up, we Always got had a, real, a tree. real tree. And I remember the first year we got a fake one and I was angry. I was so mad. I remember throwing the biggest fit to our mom and being like, we have always done a real tree. It's always been a tradition. Why are we switching to fake? And it's funny because I get it. It's more convenient. Mm-hmm. And so now like we've always just done a fake tree, but that's great. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So is there a, an air quality report or, you know, cause they do what it's like green, yellow, red. Mm-hmm. Is there a level at which you think would be, okay, don't go out. You know, or do you still think even on the worst day, the outside air is still better than our home? Yeah, I still think even on the worst day, um, the the outside's better than inside our homes. And if you Which think about sh- it, t- shows you how many toxins are just going through our homes. And I mean, and even like we have a gas stove, and I know that you know, and we just bought the home with a gas stove already, so that wasn't my pick, but. Um, I know that can, you know, add things into the air. And... But then if you haven't switched your products over, there's like thousands upon thousands of chemicals just with fragrance alone. Yeah. And that one is really hard on our lungs, on our, just our, our overall health. Yeah. And so and that, you that'll be like. And not getting outside to, yeah. yeah. Um, so. so. Okay. So even on uh, a bad air quality day go outside for a few minutes mm-hmm. and you're still going to benefit. And of course, if, if you notice that there are like, cause I do notice that sometimes there are a lot of bad quality days together. Back right? to back. And yeah. sometimes we even see this in the summer. Yes. Um, Fires, things like that. Yeah. yeah. And there are herbs that can also help with that too. Mm. So we can link one of the ones. Um, so one of the ones that I recommend for that is called Glypho X. And it just helps with kind of detoxing some of those toxins that we get inside the home, but then also outside. outside. Oh, okay. Um, and so for people who just notice that they're really sensitive or, um, you just know, in times, about it. Yeah. yeah, in times where there are extra, then that's a good time to, um, to use those oh, too. That's, that's really good to know. Um, Oh, there was something else I was going to ask, and I just oh, uh, and a way to help purify your home inside um, is plants. Mm-hmm. Having more plants in your home—that's something real that plants. I have worked. Real plants, <laughs> not the synthetic, <laughs> the real ones. And that's something that I have been working hard on doing. And let me tell you, like two years ago, I could not keep a plant, indoor plant, alive to save my life. Like I just, <laughs> I struggled with it. I did okay with my garden because it was like outside, but for some reason, I don't know struggle get a snake plant or a couple of them those things oh yeah i I, like even if i wanted to kill it i don't think i could like they they just survive through like anything so snake plants are a really easy one to start with if you feel like you don't have a green thumb um but just start playing around like i've bought in several 
plants here in the last little bit and have just slowly learned, you know, and got a different type, a different variety and just kind of studied off on how to take care of it in the best ways. But there are a lot of indoor plants that are very low maintenance and will help the air quality in your home. It's the yeah. best purifier of air is plants. Um, and another, like air doctors, there's... Yeah, so I was going to say, yeah. that's obviously going to be your most expensive. And it's okay, guys. If you're not there, it's understandable. I'm even in a place where I don't have an air doctor yet. Yeah. But when I can, you know, I will <laughs> have one in like every... I have every one and I asked for it for Christmas two years ago and I selfishly keep it in the master bedroom. So it's one of those things that don't like feel bad if you don't have one yeah like it's not the end of the world but if you can it is a great thing to have so that's one thing that when you if you do have a synthetic treat put your air doctor right next to your tree oh i um, mean that over actually there. helps oh, yeah that's a good idea but then well, just yeah and the air doctors have the hepa filters that are a lot better like i don't know hair doctor just compared to all the other ones they, it filters out everything. everything it it really is worth the money like i've had the bizzles before and even the dysons and those and they just don't have the same technology that the air doctor does and so you're really you're spending all this money on an air purifier that isn't really purifying your air so if it, you're gonna do yeah it. if you're going to do it and spend the money don't waste it on those other brands just because they do not have the same technology that the air doctor does. I don't know. Maybe there's some other brands, but at least the ones I tried. The truly the only ones. Is air doctor. Yeah. Yeah. They've just done their research. They put time and money and everything into their systems and their technology. And it really is like the best one, way. Yeah, yeah. The best. Yeah. And so. you would be so grossed out when I change out my filters. <laughs> what is in there it's just crazy so and you only have one which is totally fine if you have one to start with yeah do you rotate it in the rooms no like i said i selfishly keep it in the master oh. bedroom <laughs> because i get really bad seasonal allergies and it has helped tremendously with my allergies but yeah no i selfishly keep it in yeah, my room talk about allergies honestly yes we will need to if my kids are sick though I'll move it into their bedroom or I have them sleep in my bedroom or if yeah. they're having like allergy symptoms or something. But most of the time it just stays in our that's, room. Yeah. That's <laughs> just another thing it's you not can a, do. It's not a big one. I, I would love to get the bigger one that's meant for like a living room or a larger area, mm -hmm. but it's, it's the room one. And so I'm like, well, I can't pick a favorite child, so I might as well just keep it in our room. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. No, I haven't swapped it out and I only have the one, but. I should. Okay. I should rotate it. <laughs> I mean, that's usually, I mean, that's what I would recommend if you can only buy one and it's like you want one, but then you want to, you know, help in all areas of your house. It's like, okay, that's fine. Just rotate it. Rotate it. And each day you could just put it in a different room. And then you can put it even, so they have two different sizes, like how I mentioned. But even if you have the smaller one, you can still put it in your living room knowing that, okay, it's not going to do the whole living room likely. But, especially since, like, if you have a bigger one, but, you know, if it's on one side, it'll get most of it, and then you can put it on the other side, and then it'll get, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's still going to help regardless. Okay. And be a lot better than without it. Yes. Um. And, yeah. It's a good way to use it. Okay. Okay. So And obviously, again, we're outside is the best. You still should get outside, but... 
we are, you know, you're not going to be outside 90% of your day, especially in the winter, you know, it's just not realistic. But that being said, all you should also focus on purifying the air inside your home so that when you are inside, you're, you're breathing better air quality. But yes, obviously getting outside is going to be an even better option too. Yeah. So let's talk, uh, let's move over to vitamin D and talk about the importance of that. Um, so this is obviously a huge benefit that we get from the sun. It's not the only benefit and we'll talk about some other benefits we get from it too. Um, but vitamin D is a big one. And the reason why it's important is a good majority of the vitamin D that we do get does come from the sun. There are a couple other sources, um, but majority of our vitamin D comes comes from the sun. And then what I will say is 80% of the vitamin D that we get from the sun is absorbed through the eyes. Yeah. So the reason why it's important to understand that is because... Everyone loves to wear sunglasses outside. The, they they go out and the second they're out and the whole time they're out, they have their sunglasses on. Yeah. And if you have your sunglasses or even just real glasses, just for people who are oh, eyeglass yeah. wearers, you want to take those glasses off and get sunlight in your eyes because mm. um, that's where most of it's going to be absorbed. And I did learn that. And that's why when I go out and ground in the morning, I face the sun and actually look, look at, it. at it. And in the morning time, it's it's nicer because the sun's not as bright. It's just barely coming up over the mountain. So you don't feel like, you know, I'm just kind of staring in the general direction of where the light is coming from. It's not like you're looking directly into the sun because don't do that. <laughs> but you're just looking in the day, and it's much easier than doing it like midday or when the sun's at its brightest, obviously. Um, and I, and you can explain better the, the science behind this, but I also learned, because I was under this impression that I just would always burn in the sun no matter what. And I loaded on the sunscreen all the time because I was so scared of burning and I burn really easy. And that was just my life. Like always, if if I went outside for anything, I was always putting on sunscreen and putting it on my kids. And then as I learned more about sunscreen and just how harmful it can be for our bodies and just learning more about what to do in the summer, this last year um, was the first year that I, like we hardly put on any sunscreen. And that doesn't mean that we were out getting sunburned all the time, because obviously getting burned can also be harmful to your skin. It's your skin saying, whoa, like I've had too much. I'm in, you know, so that being said, like, I don't think everyone should go out and get burned. And I know there are all different skin types. We'll do sunscreen on another podcast. Cause that could be a whole nother one, <laughs> but you could talk about it more. But one thing I read about the sunglasses was when you wear sunglasses and your eyes don't get that exposure, it doesn't signal your body to create, uh, is it the melanin in your skin that mm-hmm. changes the color, right? So it, it signals it to actually start producing more melanin to protect your body from the sun yeah so you don't get burned so you don't get burned which is so funny because i was always that person like loading up the sunscreen putting on my sunglasses thinking i was protecting my eyes and we hardly wore any sunscreen last summer and i didn't wear sunglasses when i went to the pool or did i just jump through to to something you were already going to talk about sorry um and (laughs) it is crazy because i always just was under this impression that i never get tan and i can't hold the tan and I got so tan by the end of the summer that Reagan was like, who are you? You have never been tan in our entire lives. Like, 
I was that person that would, you know, spray tan before going on a vacation. Then I would come home like whiter than I left because, <laughs> because I just loaded on the sunscreen. I didn't even give my body the opportunity to be exposed to the sun. And I, same thing. I was always wearing sunglasses. So I, if anything, like I can attest that it made a huge difference not wearing sunglasses all the it time. It does. So there's two things I'm going to say about that. So yes, it when you're wearing sunglasses and when you're blocking from the sun, especially through the eyes, you don't get that those receptors um, to your body's so smart. So smart. So, so smart. Because you have to think about it. People used to work outside in the fields like all day long and they weren't having these these burns like we're having today so there's a couple things that go into that but blocking your eyes is one of them um and you will burn more if you're wearing sunglasses obviously Um, what we eat is another part and again we'll We'll get to that we could literally (laughs) yes but that was one thing i learned too like how you eat can affect whether you burn more or not yeah Yeah. um but then one other thing i'll say because i hear this a lot is so there'll be those people like okay but you know, I have light colored eyes or I cannot go outside and not put on my sunglasses because my eyes are so sensitive and I get a headache or they're just too sensitive. And if you are one of those people, it is not because your eyes are too light. Although, yes, it does. Yeah, blue eyes do let in more sunlight. Right. Yeah. It does affect it. But if you're getting a headache or you're just too sensitive that you can't even be out there, that is actually a sign of adrenal fatigue. Oh. And, well, one way we can support adrenal fatigue is actually through the sunlight. But <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Our that. bodies are no. telling us exactly what's wrong. And but what I totally need. get it. I hear it all the time. They're like, oh, I just, I can't go out without wearing sunglasses. And, in fact, my husband was actually one of them. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I just can't. And now he's actually to that point where, and I would always tell him, like, one, that is a sign of adrenal fatigue but two the more you wear sunglasses the more it is going to put that in adrenal fatigue because you're not getting the sunlight that you need and so now he'll he even understands that and he wears his sunglasses like a million times less than he used to yeah and he can actually go outside and like not immediately get a headache yeah from that so wow i didn't know that that's really good to know yeah, so if you are one of those people, just know that your adrenals need support. And then once you get your adrenals supported, then you should be able to go outside and not be so sensitive. Oh, that's awesome. I love I love learning new stuff. That's really cool. Sorry, I feel like I <laughs> jumped ahead a little bit on my sunscreen and sunglass rant. But um, we were talking about vitamin D and just how important it is for our body. So explain all of the functions of vitamin D and what it does for, for our body. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so for one thing, vitamin D is huge for reducing inflammation. So I think a lot of people actually during COVID um, heard this because everyone was like, oh, you need to increase your vitamin D um, to not get sick. Right. And of course, we get sick in the presence of inflammation. Yeah. So when we reduce that inflammation, the amount that we're going to get sick is a lot less. And that's all, like something we can also attest to. We often don't get sick as much in the summer mm-hmm. when we have a lot of vitamin D, we're out in the sun. And then another reason that we get sick more in the winter is because we don't go outside and get that vitamin D 
as much. And so then um, that lower vitamin D can help, can make us be sick more often. Yeah. Um, which also leads into it regulates our mental health. And so another thing we see is seasonal depression. Mm -hmm. And that's so common, especially in places that have snow. And again, people aren't getting outside as much because of the snow. They see more seasonal depression. Um, but even with that, we'll link a study with this. Um, there's a study that shows that even just taking vitamin D um, in people who were majorly depressed, not seasonal depression, but like actual like chronic depression yeah and majorly that was a key word is majorly depressed um had a huge impact on lowering that depression wow. so vitamin d is huge for your your mental health and i feel like it's very common right now for people to be low in vitamin d like mm -hmm. right now as in not even the season but as just like with our lifestyle with our lifestyle in general so many people are deficient in vitamin d yeah um and so in the presence Kids of lower too. id yeah it's yeah. we're gonna see more of that depression wow. anxiety other mood disorders increase um in fact uh schizophrenia which is uh like mental yeah. mental yeah uh, part of your mental health is actually linked to low vitamin D as well. Oh, so, so they think schizophrenia is linked to that. Is that what that study says? Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Other things it does is it helps your bones and your cells grow. Um, it aids in serotonin and dopamine synthesis. So being able to, to actually synthesize those. The happy. Yeah. <laughs> happy hormones. Right. Which again, that kind of links back to that mental health. Yeah. Uh, it increases your levels of glutathione, which is so important because that is your body's master antioxidant. Yes. Again, and that fights inflammation. I feel like glutathione is one of those things that's like really becoming popular on like TikTok and social media and everyone's kind of, it's like the new Trend. elderberry, I think, oh, yeah. you know, like everyone's talking about glutathione right now. Uh, so that's, I didn't realize that, that your vitamin D can increase that. Mm -hmm. And so personally, I don't think glutathione is one that we should be taking um as a supplement as a supplement i think there are a few times where you should take it but it's it's not a supplement that you should take you should find other things that are going to increase your your glutathione like vitamin d <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah just because glutathione is actually something that's made in our body oh um, it's made up of three different amino acids. So is it kind of like the melatonin where if you take it, it actually signals to your body not to create it as much because it thinks it already has it? Is that or no? It's it's more of sometimes when we skip our body's processes, it it can, I think, hinder the ability where it's like, so glutathione glutathione's made in the body it's not found in nature yeah and so when you skip a, a step sometimes it's like our body doesn't process it as well almost yeah okay that whereas like sense. when it's when you're increasing your body's ability to make the levels on its own then it's it's doing that full process by itself uh, as like that. 
nature intended. Well, and then you're kind of you're you're treating the root cause of like why your body's not producing maybe because you're low in vitamin D or something else. The reason why it's not producing the glutathione mm-hmm. in the first place. You're going back to the to the start. I yeah. like that. Um, and then it also increases the absorption of calcium. Ooh, which is big. Yeah. Um, so things that we see, like diseases that we see with low vitamin D are things like autism, cancer, heart disease, uh, ne- neuromuscular disorders, arthritis, pneumonia, erectile dysfunction, and schizophrenia, like wow. I mentioned. So, and there's obviously, those are diseases that we see from them. There's obviously like different symptoms. Again, a lot of times what you'll see, like it's going to be, it's going to impact the brain, the mental health, your bones, all the things that we see from, you know, what it, what it functions. Yeah. Cause if your body's not absorbing the calcium, which then in turn helps your bones and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and there, there of course are other sources of vitamin D. So we can get it from things like egg yolks and mushrooms. Beef is a big one. Um, fish, yogurt, and milk. Like those are all high in vitamin D. Just makes sure like they're good, good sources. Good <laughs> yeah, good yeah. sources. But again, majority of our vitamin D does come from the sun. So it's it's good to still get them from these other sources. But you could eat as many eggs yolks as you want, <laughs> and you're not gonna get the sufficient amount you need. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's good enough. So, now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, okay, well, yes, vitamin D is important, but, I mean, really, we shouldn't be out in the sun that much. The sun is... Yeah, there's this big fear around the sun and it ages us and it's, yeah, cancer, it causes cancer and yes. So I wanted to talk about that a little (laughs) because what I'm going to say is what we think we know about the sun, we we have been lied to is what I'll say. Misled. (laughs) Misled to what really. On purpose or not, I don't know, but (laughs) definitely. So, Okay. (laughs) Um, this is what I'll say. So insufficient sun exposure has been linked to increased breast cancer, colorectal cancer, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, uh, metabolic syndrome, MS, Alzheimer's disease, asthma, type 1, diabetes, and uh, myopia. So those are all things that just, just very hard to go through, right? Very hard. Um, and so what I'll say is, okay, yes, sun burns, and I will say burns. It's yes. not our exposure to sun, but sun burns are linked to an increase in skin cancer. But what is linked to is carcinoma. Mm-hmm. So carcinoma is one of the two types of skin cancer that we see, um, but it is a less scary form is what I'll say. Like yeah. it's not as severe. Not as aggressive. It's not it's not as aggressive. It is not one that you will die from. Whereas melanoma, that is the type of skin cancer that is very aggressive and that one can be deadly. Yeah. Um, and what they have found is melanoma is actually more pr- 
prevalent in indoor workers and people who are less exposed to the sun. So while there's been this big fear of, oh, if you get exposure to the sun, you're going to get cancer, what we actually see is not enough exposure to the sun gives us the cancer that can actually kill us, um, the melanoma, and even, like I said, it also increases other types of cancer like breast cancer, uh, colorectal cancer, those other types of cancers from not being Being in in the sun. Wow. That is crazy. So, I mean, if you had to take your pick, which one? Yeah, which one? The the more less aggressive. And that being said, there's still things you can do. You can still you get totally outside do. and be in the sun. And like I said, just watch yourself. Like I just went to Mexico and obviously we were in the sun pretty much all day. So I'm not going to say I didn't put on sunscreen at all, but I put it on probably a fourth as much as I would have in the past. And I only did it when I could already, like I could feel that, okay, I don't want to allow myself to get burned. And then I was just conscious about it. Like I, uh, we were out at the pool one day and everybody that in our group that was there with us was out there. And so I didn't want to not be a part of the group. I went back to the room and I changed and I put on clothes, you know, and then I sat in the shade because I could tell I was being, I was getting too exposed to the sun and my skin was going to burn. And so you just have to be conscious about it. And if you are, you can stop yourself from, from getting those burns and risking that, that, you know, that exposure to too much sun. Um, so just, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't ever go out if you are someone that burns easily. You just need to be more conscious about when you go out. And I think, I, I mean, don't you think the morning light is the best for our? Yeah. So I was going to say, like, it's it's all about spending time in the sun correctly. So yeah. you've already touched on a couple, but um, I also had these here to like, okay, how can we spend time in the sun correctly? Well, one like you said, so morning and evening sun is is the best. The best. Um, so spending time in the morning and, and evening as much as you can is really great. Another thing is to build your tolerance to the sun slowly. So right now is actually the perfect time to start. Yeah. Um, just with where where we are, since it's winter, the sun isn't as strong. And so being out in the sun now, and then especially in the springtime, um, you want to take time in the springtime to start building that up even more, especially as we have, it's actually more sunny. Because, I mean, we have a lot more cloud coverage now, and you still get sun through cloud coverage, so it's it's still great. But as there's less cloud coverage, and we see, you know, longer periods of the sun. Because we're, the earth, our part of the... Mm-hmm. Earth is getting closer to the sun. Yeah, yeah, that's a great time to start building up your tolerance, and so then by the summer you you're totally ready to then have more exposure to that. I guess we call it peak oh, sun. Yeah, longer duration and the the what do they call it? The index is it the UV index? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So and then. And the other thing would be to avoid getting a sunburn because it's not yes. the exposure to the sun. It's the sunburns mm-hmm. that are linked to the carcinoma. Yeah. And so, like you said, okay, so we can wear protective clothing during peak hours. 
And peak hours are between like two and five. Yeah. So that's when the sun is the hottest. Um, that is a great time to put on clothes or if you're going to wear sunscreen and you know you're going to be out during those hours, those would be the hours where yes. it's going to be most important. And that's when I mostly applied it. Is that? And there are much cleaner sunscreens out there. There's yeah, so say, many. And sunscreen. we will, yeah, we'll link our favorite sunscreens and the ones that are the cleanest. But yeah. But like if you're going out in the morning, if you're going out in the evening, you don't need to put sunscreen on. Um, but if you know, okay, we're going to be out during the hardest parts of the day, that's that's times where – and but again, you don't even have to if you know, okay, there will be times where I can have shade. Yeah. Or there will be times where I could put some clothing on so not all my skin's um, – Exposed to Exactly. It. Yeah. Or you can just – during these hours, you can just spend smaller amounts – and then spend more time again in those morning and evening hours. Yeah. And then you can just avoid sunscreen altogether. Um, because I will say sunscreen does block many of the benefits from the sun. And we've kind of already touched about this, but most sunscreen sold in stores, they can they contain um, carcinogenic and hormone-disrupting ingredients. Yeah. So again, that's another thing that if you're just slathering on the sunscreen all day long – your likelihood of cancer is is doubling because now you're not you're not getting the benefits of the sun, which again, insufficient sun exposure are linked to several cancers. But then also the the sunscreen itself has carcinogenic ingredients. Yeah. So so you are just double exposing yourself to higher risk of cancer. It's so crazy. if you're going to wear sunscreen, um, you want to get a clean brand and. Yes, I will say they're less convenient. They're, they are. They don't rub in as well. They rarely come in sprays. It's like, yeah. But, but so it's worth it. worth it. So worth it. Um, And then the last thing that I'd say is eating whole foods and limiting your process, processed foods. Which is crazy. This is something that I didn't like, you know, until later on learning. Because um, I, I think sunscreen was an easy one to put together mm -hmm. of like, oh, there's so many toxins and chemicals in that. Um, but just realizing how much our lifestyle and our health affects just every little aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. And this was one that when I started learning about it and realizing that why people are more um, sensitive to the sun nowadays has a lot to do with the food they eat. That's yeah. Just crazy so to me. The biggest one that is linked that is seed oils. Yep. And so, okay, this is another one I get all the time. People are like, okay, but, you know, I tried building my tolerance and it just never works for me. My skin's too sensitive. And this, and, and I still am someone who, you know, I'll burn a lot. That would have been me. Right. Years and so ago. this is what yeah. I always and this is what I always say is yes, they may be trying to build up their tolerance to the sun, but they do two things. They eat seed oils and they wear sunglasses. And those you are, we already talked about the sunglasses, but those two things will make you burn. Um and so <laughs> it's so crazy. It is crazy. So one thing that we can say with seed oils and for people who like to kind of understand why um so seed oils actually 
create free radicals in the body. And then with more free radicals, that's one thing that lowers our ability to, again, be able to not burn. Yeah. Um, and so like the sun, so actually from the sun, we get what's, we get an increase of nitric oxide and that is actually protective of UV damage. Oh, how funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so again, when we're putting on our sunscreen, when we're, when we're eating seed oils, when we're putting on our sunglasses, like that's one thing that it will decrease is that nitric oxide that actually acts as a protectant for us. Wow. Um, so really what I would say is just, especially in the summer, try to limit your seed oils and other processed foods. Yeah. And let's just assume there's people listening to okay. this one that haven't listened to past ones. Good. Let's quickly good seed oil or the bad seed oils and good oils. Okay. To use. Yes. So. And they're in everything. <laughs> you have to start reading the ingredients. This is why I put eat whole foods. Yeah. Because when you're eating whole foods, it's so easy to avoid them. Yeah. Um, and when you're eating processed foods, they're just like you said, they're in <laughs> so much. Yes. Okay. So the ones we want to avoid is going to be your vegetable oil, your canola oil, your safflower and soybean oil, your um sunflower oil did you already say that i said sunflower so oh. i didn't say sunflower so sunflower and then your uh palm oil oh yeah that's a huge one that i feel like is in so many things in a lot of things yeah. and i feel like there's one i'm missing i can't remember but those are generally something no, grapeseed oils. Oh, yeah, grapeseed oil. Yeah, I was going to say, did we say that one? Grapeseed oil. Um, that so, one I don't think you see as often, but it's still no, there. It is, yeah. but it's definitely, and sometimes it comes up as rapeseed oil. Oh, yeah, I've seen it's that. It's the same, though. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's what it used to be called, yeah. but you take they the G it. out of it for some reason. That's weird. <laughs> right. It's the same um, So those are the ones you want to avoid, and then the ones that you want to be eating, and I I do this one in order. So I would say olive oil, coconut oil, and then avocado oil. Yeah. Um, and even just using ghee yes. and butter. Like, you know, grass-fed butter. Tallow. Oh, like, yeah, beef tallow. Yeah. Um, lard is even yeah. a yeah. good form of a, a healthy. We were made to believe that those were bad for you, but it's actually quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put beef towel on my face. That is my moisturizer. Oh. I love it. And I like, it was There's one of so those things that I was like, okay, am I like so crazy for putting this on my face? And you want to know the funniest part about it? <laughs> my husband, every time I put it on, he thinks it's like a new perfume or something that I got. I literally haven't even told him that it's beef towel. <laughs> every single time I put it on, he'll like, come give me a hug or a kiss. He's like, oh, you smell so good. What is that? Oh, you can't like, tell him. I can't tell him. He's going to be like, that's so weird. But he, he does. He just thinks it's a new perfume, which is so funny because not that all guys love beef, but I just, it, to me, it was like the funniest thing of like, he loves the beef on my face. Like the smell of, it's just, you know, I don't know. Anyways, so there, there's that. It must be a natural like pheromone for men. Probably <laughs> the beef is. tallow. But it has done wonders for my skin. Like it's so good. And 
that's all it is is the beef tallow and i'm not kidding you it's like the most moisturizing thing for my face oh yeah and i have very dry skin so it they have chapsticks for it too it's so good for your look yeah so okay basically just have it up we don't have to fear the sun yeah it is very good for us we get a lot of benefits um don't wear sunglasses. Don't wear sunglasses or sunscreen <laughs> unless you're wearing a good yeah, sunscreen to, yeah. during certain hours and at certain <laughs> times. Um, but then just just spend your spend your time in the sun correctly. Learn how to to do it to where you're not getting burned, but you are getting the benefits. Yeah, that's really going to be your guide to you know, avoiding some of these diseases like cancers and just some of the other ones that we mentioned. Yeah. And it really will put you in a much better mood. In fact, when I did work at an office job, there was this group of girls at my office and I loved that they started doing this, but they would set their alarms and like once every couple hours, because our job was very stressful and it came with, you know, a lot of high stress days and just a lot of roller coaster emotions but they would set their alarm and every couple hours they'd go for a walk around the building and i just you know i would always see them walking around and i should have jumped in and done it with them but i just i loved seeing that so if if you are someone that's you know at an office or a desk job or you don't have a lot of time outside just make a conscious effort five, 10 minutes, set an alarm if you have to, whatever. Mm-hmm. Take those breaks, go outside, breathe the air. It's gonna just make you feel better. Yeah. Well, and again, especially with those people who, well, if this is so important for everyone, but if you are one of those people who does have adrenal fatigue um, or you work at a desk job, like you said, and you're inside all the time, just get up a little earlier if you can to get ready. And allow yourself, I'd say at least 15 minutes um, to get that morning sun in. Yeah. But like even before, the the morning sun has huge benefits, especially for our hormone production. But again, that's going to help with people who have that adrenal fatigue and other symptoms yeah. from that. That morning sun is crucial. Yes. And don't look at your phone before you do it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of studies that say that if you can first not look at your phone for the first 30 minutes or any blue light, really, blue no light. TV, no computers, whatever, but like don't immediately wake up, you will, it, it reduces anxiety, depression, and then go look at the sun. Have that be the first thing that you go look at instead of your phone. The or first the, light, yeah. Yeah, that will reset your circadian rhythm. So mm-hmm. if you're someone who struggles to sleep, there's a good chance that your circadian rhythms are off because yeah. your body doesn't know when it's night and when it's day if you're inside constantly and then you're the blue light is the first thing you see. So, yeah. Yeah. That's I it really and if you aren't grounding yet, I would say make a conscious effort to do that too. I feel like that's made a huge impact in just how my day goes. I can tell oh, yeah. the days I do it, I am just I'm happier. I don't I don't get overstimulated as easy, which is something I think everybody struggles with, but it's something I have noticed in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got four kids or life is busy, whatever. I find myself being easily overstimulated some days and the days that I intentionally go outside, do some grounding, whatever, it, or even my kids when they're dysregulated and I can tell they're like having a hard time. 
if, if I say, hey, let's go outside, they're always like so excited. Yes, let's do it. And then whatever temper tantrum they were having, whatever, whatever, whatever was going on, they it seemed to forget about it. And they're just so happy to be outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's good all around for all of us. Yeah. So, okay. That I realized <laughs> that we have not been leaving you guys with challenges like we said we were going to do because <laughs> I don't know. We just forgot. I think the birth ones, they were wonderful, but it kind of, anyways, it, like we said, we didn't have like our regular scheduled things. And I think with birth, it's kind of hard to set, a, <laughs> a, set challenge. a challenge. Go get pregnant. That's your challenge. No, but I think, I don't know. We didn't really talk about this before either because I just remembered that we haven't been doing challenges, but I would say just challenge yourself to get outside, it, like figure out how often you're doing it right now mm -hmm. and increase it by 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Like, I do you feel like that's doable? Oh, yeah. Getting outside for 10 more it. minutes. So right now, if you're not getting outside at all, go get outside for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And if you are, try to do 10, 10 more minutes. Or if you're not taking, if let's say you feel like you do get a lot of outside time, Try taking off your shoes and grounding. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people will get outside to run or play soccer or whatever. But if you can take off your shoes and actually connect to, obviously, the not earth. concrete, the earth. Yeah. yeah. Grass. Natural so, earth. Is... Natural. <laughs> go hug a I tree. Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. I guess if you're not somewhere you can take off your shoes, go, like, hug a tree or something. Yeah. Or mm. if, even if you could just, like, sit down. Yeah. Like, I mean... That barefoot is really great, but if you could put, we have a little bit of layer of clothes, obviously, but still sitting down, like laying down, you'll still get some through that. Oh, so. good. Cool. Okay. So that's your challenge this week. 10 minutes, you can do it. And preferably if you do it in the morning before you turn on any electronics, that'll be the the best option for you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, um, again, don't forget to follow us on our new Instagram, Instagram, which is reframed wellness dot podcast. And if you haven't yet, make sure to leave us reviews. We would love to hear from you and hear what you guys have to say. And we're just so grateful that you're here and we'll see you next week.